Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, buddy. We made it. End of the week. Thank God. This one. Woo! But hey, at least it's fall. We get a couple days of fall before it turns to winter and it's all ruined. Um, Speaking of ruined, how's that injury report for the Chiefs going into Sunday's game? Actually, it isn't too terribly bad. In yesterday's practice, Joe Tooney, Tyreek Hill, Anthony Hitchens, and several others did not practice. But of those, of those individuals, the general consensus is that most of them will play. question is Hitchens. He was seen with a sl- uh, his arm in a sling yesterday. Now, he is still, in all honesty, he's still listed on the first team. First team depth chart that they put out. But I don't see how he can take that arm out of a sling when he has an it's apparent nerve injury. And you know what that is? You've cracked your funny bone. Oh, the God, arm. it's the worst. And that's what it is. That's what that's constant, what he just me. constant funny so, bone pain. Yeah, oh my god! When you've injured it in this nature with a concussion like that, I don't mean concussion in the head. Yeah, I yeah, mean a concussion from force uh, that lingers for a long god. time. So if he's able to get out there and play grabbing tackler, uh, grabbing runners, I should say, and blocking and things like that, I'd be surprised. Yeah, I think this might just be a case of smoke and mirrors from the coaching staff for not playing their hand until the last possible second, which. Not surprised because that's kind of how they do it. But yeah, I, I kind of figured, they, and I think everyone kind of knew that that was going to happen since Reed kind of addressed how it would work if he wasn't in there already. <laughs> uh, because that's, you know, and I'm sure the other coaches know that as well, too. Um, so things are looking good. Hopefully they're just getting Hill some rest. Tooney can play with the club. Um, so hopefully they saw what they needed to see in the backfield, Juan being in the game a lot more, and things will hopefully. Even out. The name that was on the non-practice list for the Tennessee Titans, Derrick Henry. But the reason was extra rest. That's why they gave him a rest day. Thank God. <laughs> well, he doesn't need to get No, it. no, no, no. He's going to need it because we're going to throw everything we got at him. Um, so speaking of which, interesting Thursday night game. I mean, kind of got a feel. I, not that I do, but uh, the the Browns, you know, they, they kind of had a – they have it, but they're just at the cusp, you know, and then Baker has this injury. It's a little bit more serious than initially thought, so he doesn't play last night, and they barely eked one out over the Broncos. Well, as a matter of fact, it's Case Keenum is their quarterback now, and Keenum in his college days, which was more than a decade ago at Houston University, had all sorts of passing records, and he's been in the NFL. He's been around. He's quarterback for a number of teams. He is not the guy you want in there as your permanent starter. But he is one of these individuals who can come in and fill in for maybe a couple of weeks or whatever. But last night, he gets his team off to a 10 to nothing lead over the Denver Broncos. And the Broncos aren't showing anything at all. Then suddenly, Denver comes back, makes a game out of it. Cleveland pulls it out by a score of 17-14. to 14, But it was a tough game all the way. And the Browns were, were rocked pretty good. But... This is a Browns team that's compromised. They've got injuries, and they still won the game. Their two top running backs are out. One of their top receivers is out, and they still came through with a win. Denver, Denver's reeling. They've got a lot of problems on that Denver Broncos team. At first, you know, they were they were off to a good start, but I think that was mirrors right there. Yeah. They're not really that good. Well, I'll tell you, I feel less bad for the Broncos fans than I do for the Browns fans. <laughs> Uh, let's talk high school football. You know, most teams have either had their homecoming games or are having their homecoming games, and that usually means kind of about the halfway point of the season. 
um, which just blows my mind. It feels like we just started it, but that's where we're at. Um, what are some of the marquee games tonight? Well, we have a number of them, and this is the end of it. This is the end of the regular season tonight. This is game number nine for all of them, and after this, the district playoffs mm-hmm. begin starting next week. So there are a number of very good contests. The big one is down in Nixa, and Nixa is playing Carthage. These are two really good state-ranked teams who are among the tops in the in the entire state, not just here. Carthage has really blitzed through their schedule, undefeated, beaten everybody. And they're they're a good ball club. Nixa has a loss on their on their schedule to Joplin, but they also have a big win over Webb City. And the Nixa team is very good. I've done a couple of their games this year, and they they're skilled. This will be a terrific football game. That'll be the marquee game for the last game of the regular season. The real stuff, and that's not to denigrate anything during the regular season, because this is done for seeding. This is where teams are seeded, so the strong goes against the weak in the first round. It's, it's how you eliminate the uh, chaff from the, uh, whatever the biblical expression I'm is. I'm sure you the, know that phrase. The, I do. the wheat, which, well, whatever. <laughs> come the on, wind, Reverend, blows Reverend Reynolds. <laughs> what? Come on, let's get the service in here. You know I was sleeping when they were talking about that in church. But the the fact of the matter remains, it's a, a, a very good indicative series of games coming up tonight. All right, well, uh, it's going to be a perfect night for some high school football. Perfect, perfect, perfect bonfires and all. I guess the uh, Dodgers team listened to our show yesterday and heard our little joke about the blowout the game before because they responded in kind against Atlanta. How about 11-2? to two? That was the final score, and Chris Taylor had, of the 11 runs scored, he had six driven home by him. Over half the runs driven home by Chris Taylor. Who is Chris Taylor? He had three home runs, number one, but he's the kid who hit that walk-off home run against the Cardinals a couple of weeks ago to knock them out of the playoffs. A good player, a solid player, but what impresses me more than anything else is that the Dodgers, who are now down three games to two, could have just cashed it in. Like, we're the world champs. Uh, do we want to continue playing? Well, they do. They have a little bit of pride and what they did. They were behind. Dodgers are behind in this game 2 nothing after the first inning. Is the handwriting on the wall? No. The Dodgers came back and said, all right, you may beat us, but we're going down swinging if that is the case. So 11-2 was the final score. What the series does now is take today off and then head to Atlanta for, who knows, maybe two more games. We'll find out. The Dodgers have no option. They have to win, win out. They have to win the final two games to get into the World Series and find out who they play. That could be the Houston Astros. The Astros are playing the Red Sox tonight in Houston. All Houston needs is one win, and they're into the World Series. So it's uh, getting down to that little boiling point where we find out who the final two in Major League Baseball are going to be. Man, it's just crazy. I... uh... By the the Boston the Boston score too, and they're going to have to go down to Houston and take it from them. Man, that's going to be tough. Playing playing at Minute Maid Park in Houston is difficult. The Astros usually win down there. They'll have a big and raucous crowd on hand. And, hey, what else do they have to root for there? The Houston Texans are not very good. The Houston Rockets of the NBA are not very good. So they have the Houston Astros. Come on, guys. Let's let's gain some pride for our city. And I think that's what you'll see tonight. I, I really think Houston, of the two teams, is the better one. That's my personal opinion. 
But I thought the Dodgers were better than the Braves, and it still might be. They, uh, they you know, it, it, those slumps happen, especially in series like this at the end of the season. Uh, it's always a, it's always crazy, but it's it's good competition, and and especially when your teams, at least locally, aren't involved in it, and you're a baseball fan, it gives you something to watch, and that's what's happening. It's not a blowout. Um, Speaking of which, I'm hoping and praying tomorrow is not going to be a blowout for the Missouri State Bears. I really don't think it will be. The North Dakota State-Missouri State Series has been lopsided in favor of North Dakota State. They have a, It's an 11-2 margin. They, they being the Bison of North Dakota State have won 11 times. The Bears have won two. But this is a very good Missouri State team that is going up to play a very, very good North Dakota State team. They play in the Fargo Dome in Fargo, North Dakota, where it was 29 degrees yesterday. But this game is indoors, folks. And the Fargo Dome is really a magnificent place to play. It is a huge civic center that's right next to the airport in Fargo, and it seats something over 20,000. It's really a great place. They have a distinct home court advantage, home field advantage up there. And it'll be a tough assignment for the Bears, but Bobby Petrino has himself a pretty doggone good ball club. The Bears have won in Fargo. Art Haynes and I did a broadcast up there a number of years ago when the Bears won at 21-17. to It was the first time those teams had played. Now, that was not a real good North Dakota State team. They were 1-7 and at the time, but things are changed now. This is the eight-time reigning national champions. They're a very good program. They're number three in America. They are undefeated, 6-0, and zero, but they are beatable, and I wouldn't be at all shocked if Missouri State doesn't go up there and give them a really tough time. They do. That means the the, the, the decision is in, and they are the real deal, for sure. So good luck, Bears. Hopefully they can get a dub tomorrow. I will definitely be watching. Uh, last but not least, Sunday, Chiefs are in Music City against the Titans. Ned Talk, you guys are going to have mimosas and bloodies starting at 10, aren't <laughs> we you? We're on the air at 10 o'clock. That's our pre-pregame show here on the, uh, the Cave 104.7. And uh, I'll have the usual crew in. We'll talk a little bit about the Chiefs and the Tennessee Titans, give our predictions, give our players of the week, so forth and so on. But we'll also talk some other sports as well. Maybe the high school football scene, as it turns out, the approaching basketball scene. We might even talk a little bit about baseball because the playoffs will be very much in vogue. So lots going on, and we will have those discussions. It's one hour, 10 to 11, and then we join the Chiefs Network and their pregame show. And it's going to be a great day uh, for football. It's that time of year. It's my favorite time of the year. Waking <laughs> up, nice, brisk, cold mornings and throwing pads on and hitting someone as hard as you possibly can. And you are out of your mind. Ned, go get your pads on. <laughs> Let's go meet in the parking lot. Have a great weekend. I'll see you then. Yes,